What's up, fanboys and fangirls? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. In this week's episode, it is jam-packed with news, reviews, and a little bit of predictions. We're going to talk about some of the shows that got ordered straight to series, and also some of the shows that got greenlit for another season, and then also talk about our reviews of The Flash, Arrow, and Gotham this week. On top of giving our predictions for the big WWE pay-per-view, SmackDown, Backlash, and give our thoughts on what's going to happen tonight. So, take a listen, let us know what you think at the end of the podcast in the comments section, and give us a review on iTunes if you would be able to. That'd be great. Thank you. In the news this week, all right, um, kind of a surprise on my part. I don't know about you, um, but Fox gave the green light for a fourth season of Gotham. So um, you and I have kind of watched Gotham since the beginning and kept up with this. And we both agree that first season was rocky. The second season was was best, definitely the best of the season so far. And season three has been kind of so all over the place that... In my eyes, I thought the writers were wrapping things up because they were given the the notice that they weren't going to get renewed. Um, you kind of had the same idea. So, Mark, were you surprised with this announcement um, that Fox gave the green light for Gotham for season four? You know, I thought I don't know. It was I was unsure if they were going to, but then when they did, I. I don't know. For some reason, I always felt like there was still going to be a season four. Right. But they honestly have to do a lot of work to get past season four. Like they they really have to do a lot of work if they so, if they want a season five. If you were if you were going into season four, like so, you're going to wrap up <clears throat> season three. You're planning out for season four. What would you get rid of? What would you focus more on going into season four? Uh, good question. So I would get rid of the Court of Owls. Um, okay. it, 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 that could be a really good storyline actually, but it's been mishandled. Uh, get rid of Bruce, send him to you know, wherever, wherever he's at. And if he's trained, whatever he's doing, just don't, don't even bring him up like that. It, that should be up to the viewer's imagination. What's going on. Right. Because, yeah. you know, we're not, we're, we're not, I mean, we are kind of far removed from Batman Begins, but still, though, like that was something that was still relatively um, recent, I guess, and that has been kind of looked into. And we've talked about it before. It seems like Gotham really hasn't ever been able to figure out what it wants to be. So, you know, first it was kind of the crime detective thing, and the focus was on Gordon and Bruce. Right. Well, then the the villains became the best part and the most popular part. So then I think they tried to shift the focus to that and still felt like they needed to have Gordon and Bruce, but they almost didn't know what to do with them. So really, like I said, get you know, 
get Bruce, send him away, whatever. He's off becoming Batman. It's great. Um, and really focus on the villains. Really focus on forming this, you know, not only rogues gallery, I guess, which they're kind of doing right now, but it's exactly like it is in the comics. Sometimes these the these guys will all get together, but they're all so narcissistic that they can't work together for for like an extended amount of time. Right. You know, so having what I liked about season one <clears throat> was the um, Falcone um, Maroni, um, like the, like the crime boss thing, like yeah. yeah, the the power struggle, which I liked, and they're kind of doing that now with Barbara, but like really putting the people like against each other. It's kind of like, um, I mean, you play the Arkham City video game, right? Right. Yep. Uh-huh. So you remember there were like parts of the city like part was the riddlers part was two-faced part was the penguins you know what i mean yeah yeah and like even doing that and having the focus on them and this constant struggle um for power uh, i think would be you know really great and even if you have that kind of going on and you want to bring in a fairly consistent type of storyline Start bringing Harvey Dent back into it a little bit. I'm not saying you need to make him two faced, but start bringing him back into it a no, little I bit. No, I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> um, and I just, I mean, here's the thing: when it works, the focus is on the villains. So, just use that and keep it going. You know, this. I like this kind of Riddler versus Penguin thing we have going on right now. You know, and and bringing some of these other individuals into it. I, I, I like that. And then obviously Barbara's getting involved. I like. Barbara and and Tabitha and what they have going on as well. Um, I don't know. I think that's the route to go to be the most successful. And I don't know, maybe bringing Jerome back for a little while or something like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, Like the show's really got to focus on the villains. And I would not be bothered Mm -hmm. if, you know, Bruce was gone, Alfred was gone. Um, even parts of like so much of Jim Gordon gone in focus really like on the villains because that's basically what's worked. Make Gordon a minor character, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of interferes in the sure. crime syndicates and you know, and not be the mainstay, but just kind of you know show up here and there, you know, and and that. But yeah, like I agree. Like when Gotham first started and. I originally thought for the first season was going to be more about the power struggles between the Falcone family and um, the uh, Fish Mooney and and Maroney. Maroney. I thought that would be a great concept to work on is like the struggle, the power struggles between the crime bosses and how it develops into this, you know, city that what we see basically when Bruce does come back is so torn apart and, you know, run by, you know, these, you know, crime bosses and then, you know, get a little bit of the, of the beginning of the villains there. But it seems like it's taken on too much, too fast, too soon type deal. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. sad. like, I agree with you. The court of owls could have been a great storyline in that falter. They, it looked like it, that was going to be the focus of the second half of the season, with all the teasers we got from this in the first part, and then that kind of just faltered away. Um, well, the weird thing with that, too, is I feel like when they did the Theo Gallivant thing in season two, right? 
like the, they were kind of tiptoeing on the court of owls type of story with right. that, yes. you know, when they were like the pillars of Gotham and this and that. And I thought that's what it was going to be. He was in like the, I don't know that the monk group or whatever, right. you know? And <clears throat> I was like, Oh, this is going to be court of owls. And it wasn't. And I was like, Oh, okay. But then, so yeah, I, I it's this weird kind of overlap. And like, you know, like you said, it could have been a really awesome story, but it was just mishandled. So I'd rather all of them almost, you know, just kind of scrap that and get rid of it. One of the, um, you know, my favorite comics is the Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb, um, Long Halloween. Obviously. Yes, that's a good one. And and in that, you know, you had the crime bosses versus the freaks. That's why I kind of like that they're calling them freaks because that's what the Maroni and Falcone and all of them called them. Mm-hmm. You know, they called them the freaks. And it was the freaks versus, you know, the, the mob. And that whole power struggle was really awesome. So, you know, kind of take that idea and and just go with what is working, which is the villains, and have them fight for territory, you know? No, I agree, yeah. Like, so if I was planning out season four, I would I would kind of go the same way with you and scrap all the, the Court of Owls stuff, scrap the Bruce Wayne storyline, get rid of him. And what would be sad, it would, you know, um, we'd have to get rid of Catwoman because she really wouldn't have a place. I mean, you might have her as a minor character here and there. Yeah, um, unless she starts, like, helping Ivy or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. Um, but then, and then focus on the crime bosses. Focus on the rise of the Penguin. Focus on the rise of the Riddler, um, the Falcones, mm. and, and see how that goes. Because, Well, and here's, the, that would make sense, too, because then... You know, that would show this real deterioration of Gotham, right? right? And then where, you know, that happens over, what, a 10-year time span? or And then Bruce comes back and is ready. I mean, that that would make sense in the, um, you know, in the sense of the comics. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean... Speaking of, though, how about that, how about that nod to... Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman that was cool. there at the end, right? That was cool. I thought that was a good... If they did more of those little things, not like take over the entire episodes, but just do little things like that, definitely would be awesome to see. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I definitely enjoy the show. I just think that this season tried to take on too much. Um, and almost, yep. you know, simple is better. So I almost felt like I was watching, like, movie serials you know like remember right. old school serials that was just like a one-off because they had such little quick stories that you know i mean even if you look at um uh gordon's uncle it looked like it was going to be this big thing there was this big reveal and then like three episodes later it was like when he shot himself and it was like oh okay well there that went yeah exactly um so all right Second piece of news, uh, going to the CW, it seems that the CW is going to have a fifth superhero show added to its list, and that will be Black Lightning. Um, This week, it was announced that instead of just doing a pilot, they're going to order it straight to series, and now we're going to get Black Lightning added to the list of Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, and now... Um, Black Lightning. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Legends of Tomorrow because originally it was slated in the Thursday spot. It didn't do so well in the first half of the season, so they moved it to follow right after The Flash, and it seemed to pick up more viewers that way. Do you think they're going to do something like that with Black Lightning and maybe put it right after 
um, Arrow or Supergirl? Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of tough because I think I think you'd be better off putting it after one of the other shows for right now to kind of keep viewers in because I, I think one of the reasons why Legends had kind of struggled at first is like you said, like it was on Thursday. So a lot of people were already into Flash or already into Arrow, obviously. And I think sometimes people just wouldn't think to tune in on a Thursday. Right. Right. So I think sometimes, I mean, you know how it is, especially for me, if I'm watching Arrow or Flat or any of the shows, and you obviously watch the end to see the you know the previews for the next episode. Then right after that, it cuts into the next show. Right. So you know, right when it cuts into that next show, you know, with Black Lightning or whatever, it's you know, I think people would be mo- more prone to kind of stay on and 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 watch and see what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, I think the the smart thing would do is put it either after Arrow or after Supergirl, um, or move maybe legends to after arrow since it's already got a sustainable audience and to me it seems like that show has the most connection maybe with arrow now that um you know sarah lance is the leader of the team and it, you know has more of the the arrow tie to it um and then put black lightning after flash since flash seems to do the best viewership wise and gain an audience that way and then maybe season two try to do it out on Thursday or Friday night, because um, to me, Black yeah. Lightning doesn't have the 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 amount of fans or just general knowledge people to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this show. So it's really going to have to work for its audience, similar to Legends. I mean, what worked for Legends was that all the characters had already been introduced prior to the show starting. It was basically formed from the Flash and Arrow, so that wasn't difficult to sell. Um, this one will be. I think it's going to be similar, kind of like how iZombie is right now in the CW, that it's got a following. It's not humongous. It's not pathetic. It keeps its, you know, its same viewership, but it's going to need something like that to keep people you know, entertained. So if they watch The Flash and then go right into, into Black Lightning, I think that's going to help it out for you know, a good, solid season and then maybe look at it second season moving on. Um I actually think Supergirl would have done a little bit better if they did that same sort of thing right. and started it after another show. I think so, too. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, so far, but, the the viewership has been steady. Yeah, and, I mean, I get what they wanted to do, and it, and it does make sense. Is you know, you know, you block out almost an entire week of shows. Like, right. man, you get people coming back, which, I mean, makes complete sense. Right, yeah. I mean, think of, and they were able to do that four-part crossover event, you know, doing it like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good. Now, would you – so if, with this being ordered a series, we're going to assume now that Black Lightning, because it's on the CW and it's a DC show, that it's going to be part of the Arrowverse. Um, would you do the same type of scenario – as how Flash was introduced, go on have him have the kind of the backstory or the the origin story on Arrow or Flash or on Supergirl, and then walk it right into the show. Or would you just say, all right, we're just gonna start fresh and have kind of like Supergirl, you know, Supergirl started on its own, and then we're gonna do some sort of crossover event to have Black Lightning in. I, I think it. I like the way the Flash did it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know like it i mean it made sense and it already put them in the same universe so that they could come back and do that again 
And I think that's a good way, especially without it having, um, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't really, you know, it hasn't had a pilot or anything and they just went ahead and ordered it. Right. right. So I think that, <clears throat> I think that having him on a, another show to introduce the character would be helpful for the series itself to, to gain that interest and kind of gauge the audience a little bit more. Right. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Is to, it it. I mean, I think that's what sold the Flash on because at the time, you know, Arrow was the number one show on the CW, and so many people fell in love with Grant Gustin's Barry Allen character. And those, what was it, three episodes, two or three episodes that Barry was on, or he was on as Barry Allen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of sold you. So then, it made the show just jump right into the character. You didn't have to worry about you know doing all the introduction and, and origin story stuff for for the main character. You just all we had to do was get like introduced to Iris West and Cisco and Caitlin, and and that was seemed like it went pretty well. So right, yeah. All right, the third piece of TV news this week was um, Deadpool. It was announced that um, there will be a Deadpool animated TV series on FXX. Um, and this one was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, this one, um, with the popularity of Deadpool in the movie theaters, I wouldn't think that Marvel would want to give out a, I would, I'm going to say on a, on a limb that Deadpool is probably the most popular Marvel character right now after the movie. Um, and it seems like a risk to me starting off with an animated series that you might, I don't know, it might confuse, not really confuse audience, but if it doesn't live up to the hype of Ryan Reynolds, it's going to tank. I mean, to, right. the bar has been set high now. I mean, basically, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, Deadpool. And so this better be at the same height and level. And I just don't see any type of television show doing what an R-rated Deadpool movie did and and it working. I don't know. What do you think? No, I I agree, but I think wh- here's what I think. What I think Marvel's really trying to do here um, is take something that they've had that's been successful and put it in some way on TV to catch DC and the TV world, right? Right. Um. Now whether that'll transfer, you know, I don't know because here's the other thing that you know you made a valid. Point one with it obviously being Ryan Reynolds and this and that, but the other thing is, how does that then transfer? Because you had an R-rated Deadpool movie, which was awesome. Yep. But you're gonna have to change some of that for the animated, unless they don't. And it's, I mean, is it geared toward adults? What's it? What's it geared towards? I mean, yeah. Are they gonna do? do we know? Like, do you remember in the '90s um, we had Spawn and what was it, Max? Oh, okay. On MTV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be yeah, something yeah. like that because it's FX, FXX. Oh, that's was, true. You know, yeah. It, so, and you make it late night. If you do a 10 o'clock showing, then you can do TV mature audience. Maybe yeah, that. Yeah, route? that makes sense. Um, right. Because I don't, I, I really don't see how you can survive doing what it, it to be true to the character of Deadpool. Right. And put it on like an eight o'clock type showing or something. No, it's going to have to be no, late night. Not. Yeah. And so yeah. I think this is going to be a show that's going to be more successful in like DVR, you know, and, and right. recordings than anything else. Cause it's going to have to be late night, you know, kind of like how sons of anarchies was on FX. It, like, you know, some seasons they were on at 11 o'clock at night because of the, 
the amount of content they had on there, that's the only time that, you know, cable television would give them the, the time slot so they could do the stuff they wanted to do. So, I mean, it's not like FX hasn't done, uh, a, you know, a risky show before, but I don't know. It's in order to live up to the hype that it, Daredevil is set in the movie world, it's going to be tough. I just, it, it, you know, I, I understand why DC doesn't want to do you know, or is having trouble doing a Flash movie because now it's not going to live up to the to the expectations right. of the TV show and why they don't want to do a Green Arrow different than Stephen Amell in the movies because Stephen Amell is the Green Arrow. I mean... Well, you, you automatically get those comparisons then. Right. You know, the, and you're exactly right. If it doesn't live up to the hype, then it's not going to usually really take off right it's kind of like spider-man so it was interesting because i was talking with a couple of my students and you know a lot of my students are big fans of the movies either they're young enough so they still like amazing spider-man or they you know like the toby Maguire one but i grew right. up with the 90s spider-man cartoon show and even a little bit late in the mid-2000s early 2000s was the spectacular spider-man show and i said that actually was my favorite you know and Spider-Man seems to be that character that can go into both realms. I wonder if they're going to try to do something like that, you know, and try to find that balance in between. It would be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like the route that an interesting route that people are, are trying to go now is with the more kind of, I don't really want to say darker, but I guess more adult tone, um, uh, you know, kind of animated series because that's right. even what Netflix is doing with Castlevania. Yes. here soon. You know, right. so um, it seems to kind of be a, a a new trend as well. Do you think it's smart the way Marvel is doing their things, where they have uh, a a Netflix universe? Now they have all you know these. I know it's it's owned by uh, by Fox, but let's. You know, if Marvel was able to do a deal with Sony with Spider-Man, you would think Marvel would try to work with Fox and Sony with all these different properties and not try to spend spread its, you know, its wings too far out because you have the Marvel Universe and Netflix, then you have Fox with their two to three different um, x-men shows that are going to you know coming out with legion and then the gifted is that just got ordered to series uh for fox um lucifer no lucifer is not with marvel and uh dark horse but and now with deadpool it you know and then you have on abc marvel's agents of shield are they spreading themselves too thin here like there's too many shows on too many different channels and too many different mediums i think yeah because i think you know what what DC has done is you know it, that's what they did with Supergirl you know they moved Supergirl and so the CW you you have to go to one channel to watch every show right and it's on a different debt well you know legends but still and so you always know exactly where to go for me honestly sometimes with some of the Marvel shows it's not that I don't want to watch them but I you know, I'm busy, so like I forget when they're on, or I forget what channel they're on, or what station it's on. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I just—it's not that I don't want to watch them, but I just—I kind of forget. So I think it gets lost in some of that sometimes. Yeah, I know. I agree the same way. I think 
and, and you know what shows uh, being affected the most is uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has still not gotten a green light for uh, a, a new season. So I think that's the one that basically that try to start the Marvel Universe on television, and it's going to be the one that gets the first acts because it hasn't you know, been able to keep up with all the other CW shows and then the ones that are coming out on um, FX. So, so mm. all right. Um, last piece of well, we'll save that for for next week because it's not official yet, and we'll save. Um, okay, uh, TV shows to reviews. Okay, um, starting with Gotham. This week of Gotham, we saw it, it was a very um, Nigma centric episode. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. this was in to me. This is what the show needed to be like. You know, focus mm-hmm. on the villains. It's kind of like what we talked about with. What we're going to uh, season four, so we basically got Nigma now going head to head against the Court of Owls. Um, Penguin is rounding up his group to uh, to go against Barbara, um, and then Bruce is doing his thing like normal, um, you know. With the, what is it, the clone? Um, yeah, I, he's now back in the, the like that doesn't make any sense to me. And the clone is now dying, and so the only thing that I can think of with that is that they were hoping to send Bruce away so that he comes back and is the savior of Gotham, but like savior as in joining the Court of Owls. Yeah, but he's going to come back obviously with but but like I guess that's what they're trying but i don't it's just i don't know i i don't like the whole doppelganger thing and he's got you know his bloody nose and he's dying and i don't know what's going on yeah and then pushing selena out of the the window type deal that was straight out of uh batman returns Returns. yeah well the thing too is i mean i guess they wanted to have the doppelganger to like continue to put up this front but i mean bruce wayne is is how old like i mean i guess he was early what, teens going to, yeah and i mean he didn't he stop going to school yeah i mean what why so, like going alfred to school? would be the only person who would know that he's got like i don't know i, I feel like they had the doppelganger in to so no one would know that he was gone but it's like i don't i don't know it just it seems unnecessary to me right yeah i didn't i I haven't i would which i think the writers are doing trying to scratch the whole clone thing it didn't pan out as as well as they thought it would um it looks like we're gonna get uh a selena kyle transformed into Catwoman now because it 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 seemed like in season one it was flirting with that and then it kind of got away from that in season two and season three now it looks like full-on Catwoman you know, kind of Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns type deal, um, where maybe not in a costume, but definitely has the the feline presence with her. Um, but right. I really, really appreciated the whole Nigma uh, storyline this week. That you know, kind of. I, I mean, I would almost love the show if it was just Nigma and Penguin and yeah. maybe like Falcone and just do it that way. But. Yep. To, you know, to see Nigma and his whole 
process of becoming the Riddler. And, you know, it's got that full transformation now. Um, and now how showing his true powers, how he's able to take on um, the Court of Owls, you know. Well, the strongest actors on the show have always been, you know, um, Cobblepot and Enigma. Right, yes. Um, and um, I do like the I, – I, sorry, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the guy who plays Harvey Dent. Or, or, not Harvey Dent, I'm sorry. Jeez, Harvey Bullock. Oh, yeah, as, uh, uh, Donald Loke, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, I've always liked him. He, yeah. he does a good job, too. I think he does a really good job in that role. I like his character. Um, but they've always been the, the stronger, you know, actors still continue to use them, you know, and I think I like, you know, Barbara's character and, and, um, Tabitha. And I just, I really think if you continue to go, go that route, like it's gonna, you know, be at least better, at least consistent. Right. The one thing I didn't like was kind of confusing me is like how now Lee is kind of, well, like the narc of GCPD or something, or like the, the oh yeah, she the private <laughs> investigator or something of GCPD, Internal Affairs. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I'll, like there's it's one of those storylines that's a little bit too much, and they could get rid of it, you know, and wouldn't bother me one bit. That that didn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, I, I mean, she just seems hell bent on Jim being, you know. I don't know, going under or whatever, but she's a bitter woman. Yeah. So out of the, say, past four episodes, how would you, where would you put this one? I Like, I to me, it's probably the best one. In, in oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this, like, when I did my article on this, I mean, it was, I, I mean, I overall in, pretty much enjoyed a majority of it. I mean, I didn't, you know, I obviously wasn't perfect, but. It was much better than a lot of what we've seen, um, especially recently. But yeah, I, you know, I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it brought back a lot of elements that um, I, made me originally like the show. Right. So. I, don't know, I definitely agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to the other show we focus on a lot is the uh, the Flash. <laughs> so to me, uh, like I am <laughs> seriously disappointed. Um, uh, in either the writers or whoever, because it seems like in the past three weeks we have not we've gone like at a snail's pace of a storyline. Um, I don't know how they filled in three full hours in the past three weeks of shows, um, and all we've gotten out of it is we now know who Savitar is. We kind of understand. I like the the whole <laughs> time remnant going like the. The infinity symbol that Cisco put on the damn board and was showing the loop of you know like that to me blew my mind. I was like, you gotta be kidding me! They literally like they're gonna ex- the writers expect someone, you know, to sit there and actually like comprehend all that. But over three weeks, all we've gotten is we know who's Caitlin's transformed into Killer Frost. Savitar is a time remnant of Bar- Barry, and we know that. Somehow, Savitar knows to keep one time remnant alive, throw the time remnant into the speed force at the, you know, in the locked in there, and then that will become Savitar to hate Barry Allen, to kill Iris West, to make Barry become Spider Man 3 Barry Allen of the future. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just. It... And so, like, so he wants Barry, he wants to kill Iris. So Barry is all depressed, and then so like then 
the Savitar Barry can now be like the main guy. I, I, I just like I have no clue. It, yeah, I just all right. So you know, at the beginning of the season, they started off with Flashpoint, and we had talked earlier about how like it didn't last nearly as long as we thought it would. It was like right. you know three, four episodes, whatever it was. But I thought it was still handled well, and it made you know it made sense. And but then they just I think they overcomplicated everything. So then it was going to the past again and then going to the future. And then every time they're messing something up and there is all this time. Tra- and it was just it, it. I feel like it overcomplicated everything. And it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I think the whole time remnant thing, I, I think it would have been better if just. Hey, the Savitar ended up being, you know, Ronnie or Eddie somehow, something like Ronnie that. Ronnie would have made much, a lot more sense. <clears throat> right, right. In, do you I realize? Know, I just, do you realize in three seasons, the three main villains, we have no clue why they hate Barry Allen so much. We still don't know why, like, from the show perspective. And, and we kind of know from the comics. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So. From the show perspectives, they have yet to reveal why Eddie Thawne hates Barry so much. Like, yeah. what was the single event that turned the page and said, okay, I hate Barry Allen this much, so I'm going to go kill his mom. We never found, like, figured out why um, uh, Zoom was after Barry. Yeah. You know, We knew that he wanted to be the, the premier, you know, speedster, but the the argument or like of hatred towards Barry still don't know time remnant Barry still don't know he said like remember because he's like be like Barry well there was something else he was like I don't want to tell you and stuff I don't want to oh yeah so damn three seasons and everybody hates Barry Allen and we don't know why like the guy must have been a dick like in the future and stuff well Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I said, it's just way too overcomplicated, and and even with this last episode, you know, it was just it ended up being a waste. Like, okay, let's get rid of Barry's memory, so then Savitar won't have a memory. Well, that doesn't work. You can't have it both ways. Okay, let's give him his memory back. And I was like, okay, so none of that needed to happen, is what you're telling me. And I hate that it constantly goes back to Flashpoint. You know, I got it when Berlanti said uh, that, oh, Flashpoint's going to, it's going to only be an episode, but it's going to have all these different impacts and stuff like that. But damn, I mean, come on, how many I, things can we go and say, all right, Flashpoint caused this? I mean, I was we, hoping it was going to have more of an impact on other shows, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, I would have preferred really that. I literally would have preferred that and said, okay. You know, here's what happens on Arrow. Here's what happens on Supergirl, and all these things change from right. There. But dang, man, it seems like now for the next however many years we have the Flash, all we can just say is, oh, it's because of Flashpoint. You know, I mean, come on. It, right. Yeah. So, but at least next week we get King Shark to come back. Yeah. You know, that's. That's a good. Not, not really sure. Not really sure why he's down there, like guarding that. But hey, you know, yeah, bring him back. So it seems like Savitar. Like from what I got from the the quick, you know, preview is that Savitar knows that Barry needs that energy source and has King Shark as the bodyguard or like the the mm. like kind of the the watcher over it. And so, 
better than. Did just... I see right? Did I see right too that that was um? Didn't they flash to um? Oh, uh, reverse flashes costume yep. at one point. Yeah, the, uh, it's thought. it's not guaranteed. There's nothing on the credits of you know of um what's his name being on the, sh- the ep- this episode but i mean yeah that can always change right before the episode airs sure but there is a quick glimpse of reverse flash's costume being shown that's what i thought and wondering if we're gonna get a new speedster or if oh, you know eaboard is gonna come back you know and there's still another eaboard time remnant out there there's gotta be there's gotta be they and- can't can't get that, and Bad Barry brought him back. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah. But, now, I mean, the this week's episode, I liked how they used kind of, well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of flipped back and forth on how they used Killer Frost, you know, coming to save the day. But it didn't make sense, right? Frost is her own girl. Why would she need Savitar to destroy... Barry, when she's doing well by herself, like that didn't right. make sense. Why would you like? Savitar almost killed you when he couldn't remember who he was. Yeah. Or like, and you know, and then when you go and and he almost kills you for not killing, or you know, second guessing attacking Cisco and Barry. Why do you need him? Just let that that kind of storyline go and do your own thing. So I thought, like, with that happening, you would have saw maybe like. Frost go off on her own and then that would have been it for her maybe see her in the finale but I didn't understand but I, I liked how she came back and she worked well with Cisco because I always thought that you know Caitlin and Cisco were a good pairing and that you know worked well with the show but it just felt weird yeah it was cool at the end when her eyes kind of like flash back yeah, to normal there's still Caitlin in her yeah I, I agree. Um, so, but I'm definitely excited for next week as we get King Shark and we also get um, Wentworth Miller coming back as Leonard Snart. Captain Gold. Captain oh, Gold. Yeah. And he's, I like him better on Flash. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, Legends is, you know, is a fun show to watch, but I think Wentworth Miller does, he, he's a great actor in that, but the character of Captain Cold needs the Flash. The, they're they're kind of, yeah. each other. I think he, I think Captain Cold just works better as a villain, right? You know, um, Dominic Purcell's Heat Wave and how he's changed that character has worked really well. You know, right. as the lovable drunk. But I think yeah, Snart's character needs to be the 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 thief. You know, and constantly yep. looking for the score. So I'll be looking for that. All right, <clears throat> moving on to Arrow. Okay, so. The whole Adrian Chase um, crying and kneeling before Oliver. Hmm. I mean, okay. All of that, if I am Oliver Queen. Yeah. And I'm going up against, you know, this guy who knows me so well. And I'm fighting with him. He's been so many steps ahead. So many steps ahead. And then I tell him, hey, your dad doesn't like you. And he just kneels before me and says, "Kill me now." I would be like, "No, this is this is way too easy. This is yep. something I would have never." Thumbs up. Yeah, and I don't know. That's just me. But um, it was finally nice to see Green Arrow back. Would you agree? My gosh, 
Green Arrow and Prometheus. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know, some people had said before, and, you know, I get what they were saying. They, you know, in one of my articles they had said, well, you know, it's the same person uh, under the costume. And I get that, but at the same time, the costume gives a persona. Right. Right. It, 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 it changes the character. Yes, it's the same person underneath, but at the same time, it's not. You know, it, it changes a certain part of them. It's this different psychological take on it. Right. And yeah, you. And that's that's why we. You know, for me, that's why I watch the show for that. You know, I get I get pumped when I see, you know, those characters come out. Um, much in the same way as like if, you know, let's say for Flash, Flash never wore his costume for like a month right right or even look how excited people got when riddler wore the green suit for the first time on gotham right you know like the, the, it it does it changes an element to it um so yeah that that part with chase at the end like come on oliver you know better but the thing that i did like about this episode i thought it started off pretty strong at the beginning like you think there's this bomb and then no, it's a, you know, uh, it's a skeleton. Oh, by the way, it's your father. I'm like, but what I liked about it too, though, was that the way they went to reveal it, right? Because like Oliver didn't know who it was. And then like Lance knew, but it didn't come right out and say it. And it kept building that anticipation. And I was like, it's Robert queen. I was like, Oh man. Wow. That's really low for, you know, it just, it worked, you know, and to have Chase not even be in the first, like, part of it and have all that working, I thought was, um, I thought was much better than what we've been seeing for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, like, I just thought that the storyline and the battles would would just be a lot farther along. I guess I it's just Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean we're down to two episodes now. Um and I don't know, it just seems like if if this was supposed to be, you know, cuz every you know, remember at the beginning of the season this was supposed to be the the storyline that completes everything and it brings it all together and stuff. I like I'm still left like okay, um there's no way they're going to be able to encapsulate everything to make to me and say like okay this really ended this storyline here let's move on to the next season well what has me worried especially after watching the sizzle reel is that the next two episodes are going to be super rushed when you had all these episodes beforehand that were a waste right like they're stuck down in the whatever so because first of all you know obviously that Slade's supposed to come back and you know that, you know, Nisa and Talia are supposed like so. How, are, are all these things going to happen in better be a one, three hour finale? Two episodes, yeah. Because here's the because then there's the disappointing part. So now when we hear about Slade coming back, is this now just like this random like extended cameo for fifteen minutes? Because that'll be disappointing, right? You know, um. So that's that's my worry at this point. The episode, just in itself as an episode, I thought was better. But I agree with you that, um, yeah, I don't know. And then the flashback, the flashbacks, man, are just. Here's the thing. When I first started watching Arrow, I thought that Oliver was just going to be the, on the island in flashbacks for five years. I thought right. there was enough you could do with that. Like it's a 
it's an island, right? So then, you know, he's on the island. He got off the island. He's he on went the back island. to the island in season three, and then he left. And now he goes back again. I'm like, what is that? Like, just like, he's on, he's off, he's on, on he's the... off, he's on, he's off. Yeah, just like because when you first watched Arrow in season one, you see him and he's got like the long beard and the long hair, which makes you think like he was there for five years, right? That makes sense. Right. But now you're like, what is what is happening? And he cut his hair and he grew it back. It's like I don't know what's happening with those flashbacks. So here's here's the deal with me with this season, and it kind of goes to this episode. <clears throat> okay, the whole Robert Queen killing someone thing. Who honestly gives? If I was living in Star City after season one, when you found out that the Queen family was a part of the Malcolm Merlin, you know, destroy the entire city of Star City, would you really even be bothered if Robert Queen killed a man when he was going to kill <laughs> an entire city? Like, and, well, he they actually went through with it because Malcolm had that backup, you know, and took out the glades. So, like, honestly, why does that even matter? The guy's dead. Like, well, oh, let's tarnish not the only Queen that, family. It's already tarnished. Well, and it's not like there's Queen Consolidated anymore right. either. Yeah, what are you going to take from, from like, the... like it's so it's not like it's businesses, you know? Right. And so that to me was like that kind of sums up how piss poor the, the the writers have been and and just the the story. I think the acting has been great. I think the actors do as best as they can with what they've got. But this one kind of this season, which was supposed to be built up as the season to wrap things up and continue and finish the arc, kind of was has been phoned in for the past six seven episodes. It's like where the hell is Artemis? Yeah, yeah, you got to bring her back too. You're gonna have to bring her back. Felit or uh, Thea just magically pops in. Hey, I, I took a a four week vacation, you know, and now well, you I'm know back. she's gonna suit up. You yeah, of course you know up. that. That's a that's a given. Um, Black Siren's gonna return. How does she get out of jail? Um, you know, see, I, I that's that's what's worrying me because we have two episodes left, and so many characters that we know are going to be in it, and I feel like that's the way they quote unquote tie the seasons together because you're gonna have all these characters in one or two episodes from all four seasons prior to this you know i just i don't know i don't Dude, the icing don't on the cake would be is if somehow some way um raz al ghul shows up and just and just i mean up. well because we're still let's see we're still uh, missing someone from season three aren't we malcolm merlin's so you have from season one malcolm merlin season yeah. two slade wilson season yeah. three the league, which would be Nissa and Talia, yeah. season four, Damien Dark and Hive. Mm, I think the writers just said scratch that. There's no one they could bring back. Yeah. Although Damien is still alive. Don't bro. Oh gosh, I hope he's not back. Yeah. Oh, that would be something else. Um, what season was Artemis in? This season. That's it. Artemis has only been in season five. Right or no? She, no was in, she was. She came out at the end of season was, four because of. Uh, it was four because okay. she. It was uh, not Sarah. So but, she was dressed. Um, what's who's the sister? Uh, Laurel. Laurel. Laurel died. And she right. took over as Black Canary and stuff. 
That's right, because Damien Dart or someone killed her father or something like that. Yeah, and then she tried to be Black Canary and stuff like that. So I guess Artemis will That's be right. your, your link to season four, which we yeah, haven't okay. seen Ar- Artemis, but for all of ten minutes from that one episode when... Well, I think what's disappointing, though, for me is that the first half of the season I thought was really good. Yeah, you know, like They had the Tobias Church... And then, obviously, at the time, Prometheus th- was the throwing star killer, who you rarely saw, but oh, when he came in, what he about, made an impact. I forgot about what happened um, to the damn vigilante. Oh yeah, dude, I forgot he, about him yeah, too. He, he must be dead. He, he got pushed off that roof or something, right? Yeah, but we never saw the body. There, there, there's got to be something with that because, as we all know, like Adrian Chase in the comics is vigilante, right? So, and, like, Adrian Chase isn't his real name. It's Simon Morrison or whatever. So they're going to do, like, a so, season two of Flash and have, like, so who's go- Hunter Zombie, so BJ Garrick? Yeah, I really feel like it's going to be something, like, whoever Vigilante is is going to... It's, like, the real... What if that was Ra's al I don't know. What if the Vigilante was Ra's al That would be hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I just don't know. We should post an article. There's going to be so like many missing, characters. We should do a missing persons report of Arrow and put all the people that have been missing in this in this season and where are they? Right, and and watch them all return and and oh, where are all they? They're oh, the season found. finale. Yeah, they're sitting behind a rock this entire time watching. And it. I think I think what worries me about that is the the writers. I don't think have already done a very good job of balancing characters. Hell no. Where's Ragman? Is he gonna come back? Oh, that's he another guy. Back. Yeah, he 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 took a leave of absence. I mean, hell. Yeah. This show has has gotten. What was the point in even having him in there? Is I mean, the thing a, to make like... Felicity feel guilty for sending a nuclear bomb to a small town? Just a reminder. Hey, remember when there was a nuclear bomb gonna hit Star City and you diverted it to a smaller town and you killed thousands of people? Oh, jeez. And then she decides to join a hacker club that, that yeah that, there's that, 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 that was that yeah, yeah so yeah there's a missing persons report which is funny because the next title of arrows episode is called missing and it should be every single character that's been missing from this season i feel like it's gonna be oh jeez. we need yeah. to i'll keep it let's keep a character count next week seriously yeah without a doubt like where the hell are these people Still missing, still missing, still missing, still missing, still missing. I mean, just kill him. Like, if you're not going to do anything major with him, just kill him. I mean, that's at least what the Flash does, you know. Right. Like, uh, or they throw just... him in the, or or they throw him in the, um. And they start to death in the, um. Yeah. In the damn yeah, Star Labs. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, they spend a crap ton of money on Big Belly Burger. Hell yeah! They never really did fit like like think that through oh when we capture a metahuman we'll just tra- uh, keep them trapped in star labs well yeah what, what if they need to go to the bathroom what if they need you know to eat hey, yeah stuff? oh yeah well that's not gonna work that's out. fine don't worry about it yeah all right so that basically wraps up the shows for this week um this sunday though we got wwe backlash the first smackdown pay-per-view post mania um basically a not too, you know, over the top card. Um, a grand total of six matches for this uh, pay per view. So, 
Yeah. It's going to be hard to stretch it out for three hours, so I'm assuming there's going to probably be a lot of, you know, uh, hype videos and promos going on and stuff like that. So, um, the kickoff match is Baron, Cormer, Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn, um, which is kind of a filler match because neither one of them has, you know, any real like meat in the storylines that are going on right now in SmackDown. So it seems like this is just a, a match to fill time to start the show off right. Um, I'm going to say Sami Zayn, because of his popularity, is going to beat Baron Corbin. Um, yep. And they're going to try to use the winner of this match to kind of propel them into maybe the WWE Championship, you know, contendership somewhere around there. Because um, Corbin just had his... Intercontinental title shot against uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, at Mania. Sami Zayn hasn't had any type of title shots recently, so I, I see Sami Zayn winning this one, and then either go out to the U.S. Championship or the WWE Championship, but not succeeding. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll give him a little bit of a title push. Um, you know, he is a pretty popular guy. I like him. Um, I mean, all the NXTs are getting fun. Yeah. Yeah. All the NXT um, guys are getting a lot of love from WWE right now, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think they'll give him a, a little push. And, uh, you know, I think that's fine. This match is okay. I don't know. I'm, you know, it's, it's all right. The, the one thing that's gotten me is just kind of the repetitiveness of something. So, listen, I get it. Like, you're going to be doing finishing moves at, like every every match right. i i obviously get that but like some of them who have like secondary moves like you're constantly saying like you know that he's going to be jumping over like sammy zane's going to be jumping over top of the ropes and uh whoever is on the floor right but then it like takes the shock value out of it if you, you see it every I mean? week and you see it multiple times right i agree right it's kind of like uh, uh, unless you all off on a tangent but like freaking the the number of Superman punches that Roman Reigns does <laughs> is so dumb. Like he just did what when Braun Strowman had his like arm up in the sling and he did like three in a row. Like it just like okay, it's 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 not that great of a finishing move then if it doesn't like knock him out. Knock you know, out. I the only time the only time that people kick out of like good finishing moves more than one like is is on a pay per view. Without a doubt, you know. It's just so some of that sort of thing, you know, bothers. I mean, it is cool that Sami Zayn does that, but like I said, I think if you just like keep it for certain things, um, I don't know, might be a little bit better. But maybe I'm being nitpicky. No, I mean, I agree. The finisher should be something, you know, sacred, and that when you do do it, it's the, the end of the match, or you know, you have your right. your kick out here and there, but it's only one time. You know, some of these matches go on like. 20 minutes with 10 different finishers you know going on um so uh, i agree with you the the match that to me is we've seen it over and over again and i think it's starting to wear itself thin is the uh six man tag or six woman tag match of naomi charlotte flair becky lynch versus natalia carmella and um and uh and snooka and they do this almost every pay-per-view now. It seems like Raw or SmackDown, if the women aren't in a championship match or anything, they'll 
they'll put a six man tag and these don't work. Like it was okay once no. or twice. Or like if like you said or we've talked about before, if you had a faction form up and it's a faction versus a faction, then okay. But like Naomi doesn't fit with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Like Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, you have them from the four horsewomen coming up from NXT. Natalia, Carmella, and Snuka are the worst combination <laughs> ever. They are great like sense. individually. <clears throat> they're great individually, but as a as a group and stuff like that, no way. I, I just don't see it. And so like I will basically go do something else during this match, which is sad because I love watching Charlotte Flair wrestle. I love watching Becky Lynch, Naomi, even Natalia, um, when it's in singles match and stuff like that. But this does not has there's no weight to it all, no type of future ramification of it so it doesn't seem like there's anything storyline wise going well and it seemed well, like the writers just kind of put a pause on the women's division right now in, in smackdown I, I mean the thing is too it's like we've talked about before is if you had all of them on the same show you have so many more opportunities you could with with the talent pool that they have with the women right now um you know you could almost have like even even a tag team champions right if you had all the women together you know, but I just, I feel like it's just fairly, fairly limited right now. Right. Um, yeah. And so you only have, you know, X amount of stories that you can go through. Yeah. And so this one trying to incorporate all the women of SmackDown, eh, not so much. Um, so the next match is the, the tag team championship, which is, uh, the Usos versus Brazango, and the way that Brazango got the the match was weird because they had that fastest pin competition of tag yeah. teams, and I think it was just a way for the SmackDown crew to get all the tag team matches out there. Um, yeah, I don't see the Usos losing this championship to Brazango because Brazango is not that popular, and it would hurt the tag team division if you had them as the champs. Yeah, I just I don't particularly enjoy the tag uh the tag teams on smackdown i just i don't know i just don't find them that appealing personally yeah Yeah, it's it's the it sucks because now smackdown like has to in the tag team division has to compete with raw's tag team um you know, lineup, which has the Hardy Boys, which, I mean, just the Hardy Boys alone dominate themselves. But then, right. you know, um, Enzo and Big Cass, the Gallo Brothers, Cezo, uh, um, Cesaro and Sheamus, um, you know, the, this seems like it's a little bit more well-defined on Raw than SmackDown. So the Usos, I think, are going to be holding on to this championship for a while. And didn't, was it New Day? Um, they came oh, over gosh. to SmackDown, right? Oh yeah, I and they, about have, that. they haven't even fought a match yet. Yeah. Well, I am. Well, one of them's hurt, right? Didn't he like yeah, really three. mess up his ankle? Yeah, but yeah, I know. Three of them. Like you can't tell me. That. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't understand what they're doing with a lot of that. So I mean, because well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like Nakamura. Like he hasn't he hasn't fought since he's been here. Right, and they're saving his he has his premier match for Backlash. Yeah. So I mean, okay, but I don't know. I just. I don't understand why they're not using some people. Well, so the rumor was that Nakamura wasn't supposed to even be 
debuting until like a week ago. That was the original plan. A week before Backlash or two weeks before Backlash, have him debut, do a, some sort of type of premiere. But because of the popularity of uh, WrestleMania and how well that went off, and then I forgot who, but somebody on Raw came out and that was to like the like over the top from NXT. So then they rushed it and they pulled out they yeah. wanted SmackDown to have the same type of hype. And so they brought in Nakamura. The problem yeah. was is that they had to wait basically 5 weeks for his first official match. And so this whole like remember he's gone two times into the ring without talking to anyone just doing his entrance. Then Dolph Ziggler kind of confronts him. And then this past week, they kind of do a impromptu match. Um, but I don't understand why Dolph Ziggler would be his first match. If you're going to try to... I mean, I, granted, yeah, you, that... we know Nakamura is going to win. So you want to put it against somebody that's, I guess, doesn't mind losing. That's gonna It's a yes man for the company. But I just would have thought it would have been... If you're going to spend this much time hyping him up, you know... Give it, you know, give it a little bit more umph to it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that too, and it's nothing against Dolph Ziggler, but yeah, it's just kind of like you're gonna bring this person in and really like ramp him up, and obviously he's a crowd favorite and this and that, and then yeah, you just get this kind of little like sputter, like and Dolph Ziggler is kind of like okay, yeah. I mean. I would have thought, if in in my mind, if I would have set it up, I know it would have been Raw heavy, but I would have put Shinsuke on Raw for a while to go up against Finn Balor, to go up against Seth Rollins, and get all those yeah. old NXT matches up. You know, Samoa Joe, that would have brought some big hype. But who knows? <clears throat> well, I mean, if you think about that, like think about Samoa Joe. So like when Samoa Joe first came on i mean they threw him like right in with the big guys you know right exactly yeah because it was seth rollins he attacked right then in the, and then yeah. um who do you have his first match with? was it sammy Zayn or um i can't remember uh, i forget who it was yeah. too but no i'm i mean if anybody let's put it this way if vegas were to take bets on this and someone actually put money on Dolph ziggler to beat nakamura they would be the biggest right. dumbasses in the world. Like, right. There's no yeah, like. There's no way you're gonna hype this guy up, and then no. tell him to lose. So, Shinsuke will probably more than likely win in you know some sort of type of dramatic fashion, and then probably I would say be in the mix. You know, in the mid cards for about a couple more weeks, and then try to go for the either U.S. Championship or even you know WWE Championship based on his popularity after these couple yeah, matches. Yeah. You know, I could see that. I mean, he already has a big following as is, so I don't think anybody would mind him going up for the WWE Championship right off the bat, but no, see how no. he does. Um, the Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles match for the U.S. Championship, that actually has, has turned out to be one of my favorite, like, um, favorite type of uh, you know, um, feuds going on because yeah. Owens and AJ Styles command a mic very well. Like they yeah, they have a their their way and their presence of, you know, presenting their their feuds at each other has been amazing. Um so for something that kind of just formed on its own in the past couple of weeks has done really well and you know, AJ always brings, 
you know, money to the pay-per-views and every match he does, but you can expect a, a great match and kind of making up from Owens losing, what is it, his last two pay-per-views? Or no. Yeah. two. He's lost two out of the last three because he lost to Goldberg, then oh, he right. beat Jericho, and then he lost to... Um, or no, he lost to Jericho and beat. Oh, I forgot. But then won it. Yeah, the next. Won it back yeah. and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I don't know. Either way, whoever wins, Owens, AJ Styles. Um, I think who you know, it, it's it's a win win. You know, AJ if he yeah, wins, absolutely. you know, he's he's definitely the the good thing is that the Owens with the U.S. title or either AJ will keep the U.S. title as somewhat legitimate, kind of like what Dean Ambrose is trying to do for the Intercontinental Championship on Raw trying to make it legit um so i think one of those two either one of those two winning it will legit you know make the championship you know something worthy of fighting for yeah it's weird too i feel like they're really pushing like the united states championship and the intercontinental championship over the well obviously the universal championship which is non-existent right now but even then yeah, but even in the WWE Championship, I still feel like it's like I I am I would much rather see um, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, than Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going on to Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal. If I mean, I understand why WWE is doing this to uh, you know. Yeah. Appease the the. Um, the the new growing um, fans in India and that part of the world, um, but it just see it, it feels so forced. Like it doesn't feel like this was a a feud or anything. Like that. They should have just kind of just made it. You know, made him win like a number one content. The make him win the number one contendership match and kind of just grow from there. But this whole promos that they're doing and use of Jinder Mahal, it's. I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like authentic to me, you know. Where Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, you can, you can feel that like right. they at least sell that character that feud better. Randy Orton's always been horrible on a mic, and he like that guy, he could not act his way out of a paper bag. Um, so anybody that's goes like, you would think putting him up against Bray Wyatt in that whole storyline would have been great. And that kind of, we, you know, yeah, kind of said those fall, fizzled and faltered away. Um, so I don't see Randy Orton losing this match. Do you? No, well, I would say no, but like, I think the random quick push that Jinder Mahal has gotten, um, gives some possibility, but I also like, if you look at the buildup, I feel like Jinder Mahal has, gotten every you know every match leading up to this right so i feel like oftentimes when that happens the opposite they person take the will fall. Win, so yeah 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 and honestly if gender like the only thing i could see all right because you have that rusev storyline where rusev won't come and fight on smackdown unless yeah. he gets a championship match which we all know the reason behind it is that he's injured and just recovering um right but because Rusev and Jinder Mahal had beef back on Raw, if Jinder Mahal wins, then Rusev gets his title match. You do oh, that right. and yeah. kind of appease that that area. 
Yeah, that makes sense, yep. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. So, Really, the only match I'm looking forward to is the Kevin Owens-AJ Styles match because I don't know who's going to win. I'm looking forward to the Nakamura match, but I know Nakamura's going to win. So it's kind of like, it's going to be good, but at yeah. the same time, it, it better be a hell of a match because everyone knows the the winners coming out, you know, who who's winning this match. You know, it would right. be a shocker if they let Ziggler beat Nakamura in his premier match. But hey, it's the WWE. Yeah, so you never know. Yeah, really, it's up to the last second. And then Vince McMahon says, uh, let's go the other way. Let's change the script. Right. Um, what's been interesting is that, number one, we haven't seen Stephanie McMahon since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And Shane McMahon has been missing the past two weeks. Kurt Angle was missing the past two weeks. Daniel Bryan's been missing for one week now, two weeks. It yeah. seems like they're trying to let the, the characters drive the show a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Is that, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I think it could be a good thing depending on who's kind of pushing the show. Um, I, I think raw did a good job with, you know, Dean Ambrose and Miz because they're both, really good on the mic right you know so that was that was fun to watch that was interesting um smackdown i'm not you know it's okay but i just i don't feel like there's as many there i don't don't know i don't feel like there's as many kind of care and some of it is obviously because it's you know an hour shorter than raw but i mean you do have obviously AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, but I think you need to really promote AJ Styles a lot more to yes. really get that brand going. Yeah, I think the, the diamond in the rough is AJ Styles. I think he could be yep. the guy, especially after what he did you know, match-wise with Shane McMahon and stuff and that whole oh, yeah. deal. He's the guy who could really push the show over the edge and, and get it back on on top because it seems like for the time being right now raw is actually it's winning out and it's because of the nxt yeah. guys i mean finn baylor right. coming back um oh yeah That's you know huge. seth rollins getting healthier and healthier and samoa joe Sami Zayn. it seems like they're you know all oh, Sami Zayn's on uh, smackdown but the nxt guys seem to be running the show now which is what you wanted like that's the whole purpose of the nxt and so smackdown needs that that same thing. They need, you know, AJ Styles to run it for a while, and then Nakamura taking it over. Right. Yeah. So, all right. That's basically it. We're going to save the next piece of news for next week because not all the information has come out about it, and I don't want to tape, you know, and or oh, and um, do all this stuff, uh, talk about all this stuff, and actually, you know, I'd be wrong about it, and that'd be really embarrassing. So we'll save it for next week um, and talk about that. And hopefully, it all pans out through. So, um, heading into the last couple weeks of the shows here, I think about two weeks of Arrow, two weeks of Flash, uh, four weeks of you know four shows of Gotham, and so forth. Um, you know, we kind of talked on this last week but is has it changed on which show you're you're looking for to ending or you know which one i you know it's tough because i honestly i'm not super impressed with 
any of them right now. I mean, I don't dislike them. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. I obviously still enjoy watching them and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with that. But I just – I don't feel as into them as I have in the in the past seasons, you know? Yeah. Um, like, Flash was one of those shows, especially season one. I, I was like, oh, Flash is on. This is going to be awesome. And th- this season, it just hasn't done that for me, you know? I tell you what, man. I'm literally going to have to sit and watch Flash over again when it goes on to Netflix because it goes to Netflix the like 48 hours after the season finale. Yeah. I'm going to sit down and watch this season again because I swear I'm missing something. There's a piece of the puzzle that I missed out on that I haven't picked up on because there's no way this show should be that confusing. So... <laughs> we need to get a flow chart. We need to get one of the boards that they have, the clear ones with the white Oh markers. my god, that's how I'm going to start watching my shows now. That's what everybody go. needs. Just sit there and watch <laughs> the show and start sketching it out on the on the clear boards. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm like, it's there's not really a show out there that I'm like, okay, I have to see the season finale of it. I got to see where right. this ends. So. I mean, I, I think more than anything for me, I would say Arrow mainly because I, I mean, Slade's got to be in it, and that's oh, why yeah. I, I care about. It. I want to see Slade, so I guess that would be the only really purpose, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if they were able to bring Reverse Flash back to the Flash, I would watch. I'd be excited about that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but no, I mean, all the shows that I've been watching and stuff like that. It seems like this year, 2016 to 2017, it's just been so so. You know, yeah, kind of disappointing all around. Although TV shows are up and up, a lot of people are watching more television shows, and a lot more shows are getting greenlit, you know, and ordered to, for multiple seasons. So, right, I must be missing out on something. I must need that that clear board that they have in Star Labs and start drawing there you things go. out. See? Start making the all the connections. There, yep, there we go. All right, well that's for that's it for Mark and I this week. Um, make sure you check in on all the other podcasts that we have going on with Comic Uno's. Uh, weekly roundup uh and then nine panel grid and also ed douglas's weekend warrior column that posts on wednesday in the afternoon um let us know on twitter at lrm underscore michael um and at lrm underscore mark uh tell us what your thoughts are for our podcast what shows should we be watching what should we be covering we're actually going to kind of revamp the show a little bit in the summertime since we'll have the summer break with all the multiple shows. Start getting a little bit more of the 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 content pieces of the shows and of the movies and kind of just start discussing those pieces as well and kind of expand the show a little bit more and incorporating a little bit more than just TV episodes because it seems like the fans enjoy and you guys are enjoying more about... Um, the the themes of the shows rather than reviews of the episodes so make sure you sit tight and if you would please go on to um itunes and soundcloud and give us a quick review let us know what you think one star two star three star four star we love the almighty five star but you know just let us know all right okay that's it for mark and i this week thanks for listening see you